Hello, everybody, and welcome to this special Have a Drink. I'm Christopher Walker. I'm Brittany Walker. I'm Aaron. Justin Frazier. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing you off. Yep. I'm Aaron. I'm a, a guest for today. I'm so-and-so. I'm also a guest <laughs> for today. No, uh, I'm Ian. Those are the Tolan brothers. Do we really sound that much alike? We're the so-and-so brothers. I'm not. The background has wandered. I'm Casey Price, your local homebrew uh, guru. And I'm Matt. I'm here to drink their free beer. Mm-hmm. And then the other one who said it earlier. I jump, I jump guns. That's what I do. Justin Frazier, which you all know. And this is the tasting episode that Casey has so graciously put together for us. And... This is going to be a little like herding cats, so just bear with us. Yeah, this is going to be a little bit different. We've got a bunch of folks kind of nestled around the mics here, but basically what we're going to do today is taste six different beers. And if you want to taste along at home, um, I'm sure we can probably list the six beers down below this episode on the site, and uh, that way you can you can find most of these beers throughout the U.S., um, some of them even international. Um, they're pretty widely distributed. There may be one or two in here that you can't find locally, but you could definitely find a style that's similar and substitute that in. So we'll be going through six different styles of beer today. Um, the first one will be an American lager, uh, just a standard American lager. It's usually a mass-produced type style. I think like somewhere around 70% of the beer, 75% of the beer in the world is this style or American light lager. Uh, Check. Premium Pell Lager. The third style will be a Kolsch. Uh, fourth will be a British Brown Ale. A Belgian Triple. And then lastly, to kind of mix it up, we'll be doing a wheat wine that's been aged in a bourbon barrel. So uh, that one actually combines two different styles out of the BJCP style guidelines. But we'll be starting off first with that Category 1B American Lager. So everybody go ahead and Uncap that. What color um, star is it? That for the record, be... for the record, we don't know what we're drinking. We know the <laughs> style. I don't know where it came from, and I'm I'm afraid he's going to find a way to, to turn this around on me and have me killed. Yes, we have foil covered <laughs> six packs. Red with stars. stars. So, uh, anyone out there who who can get to a, a supply shop for teachers or something along mm-hmm. those lines, oh, these stars are just the little <laughs> gold stars that you would get. Red stars that you would get for uh, attendance records, or you did well in class today, and that's what we've used to. You drank well in class today. <laughs> this is a, a drinking class, if you will. Um, in order to pour, uh, we've got um, some plastic glassware for that oxymoron, and it's it's a clear. Um, I think it's a six ounce, uh, like a, a punch cup. And they're, they're see-through, they're really easy to, to use one and then throw it away, but they're probably one of the best drinking cups out there for tasting beers. So pour aggressively right down the center, um, that way you get a good foam head going, but you only want to in... Aggressively right down the center. Aggressively right down the center. And that way you get to see the head and what it looks like. Um, you only want to pour about two ounces, two to three ounces into this glass. And then what we're going to do today is we're going to go through the BJCP scoring and tasting guidelines. Um, so with this beer style, the American Lager, 
we know that the overall impression is going to be a very pale, highly carbonated, light-bodied, well-attenuated lager with a very neutral flavor profile and a low bitterness. Uh, usually these are served very cold. So first we'll look and, and see the aroma. Um, go ahead and take a, a few sniffs of this. Put your nose right down in it and see if you can smell anything there. I just want everyone to know I've been dosing myself with antidotes for months. Uh, <laughs> I'm not that. I'm not going to poison you this time. I, I may have this foam on my nose. I'm the person who tried to poison <laughs> you. <laughs> Never. Um, so I've you've built got up you a lifetime had... to build my resistance to iocane powder. <laughs> you don't trust me at all, huh? He said from a remote location. <laughs> <laughs> so in this beer, you should be picking up some uh, corn-like-ish sweetness, maybe um, a graininess. Um, the graininess I can find. That's... Yeah. Can we drink it? Not yet. Oh. Don't drink it yet. Oh, God. You can smell a beer for 15 minutes before you even drink it. Um, but definitely take a look Vile at it. No. no, you can't. <laughs> take a look at it. Put it up to a light and look at it. It's going to be a, uh, a really yeah, straw weird. bright color. <laughs> that head should last a little bit and uh, be around there. Yeah, looks like a urine sample. Super, super clear. <laughs> I, so now I, I think this one has THC in it. That's <laughs> I think I'm a little dehydrated. This, <laughs> this beer is not getting the job, is what I'm saying. <laughs> now, now you can go ahead after we've looked or smelled the aroma, looked at the beer. Now you can go ahead and taste it. And to taste it, you want to take just a, a little bit into the into your mouth and swirl it around. And then you don't want to spit with beer. You always want to swallow because there's a lot of compounds that you get toward the back of your throat that uh, you won't get if you were like a wine drinker to spit it out. Yeah, that's a very familiar taste. Yeah. It's kind of... Yeah? It's... Uh, I mean, okay. It, it's it's a, it's an American lager. I'm like, yeah. No, that's that's what I come to expect from it. Yeah. yeah. Very soft, light flavors there. Um, like a grainy sweetness type of flavor. Yeah. Um, doesn't quite taste as much like dish liquid as, as certain <laughs> American bloggers. <laughs> I'd say this is a great style for someone if you're trying to introduce them to beers. It's Absolutely. a very user-friendly flavor to it. Definitely. Um, not a whole lot of yeast characteristics. It's very clean. Um, it's one of those beers that... Uh, well, let's, let's take the mouthfeel next. Um, now that we've got through the flavor, there's no hoppiness to this. No, um, no bitterness. No hop aromas. Um, it, when we move on to mouthfeel, it's going to have like a low to medium body, and that way you can drink a bunch of these right back to back. Uh, a lot of these are called lawnmower beers because you, because if you were yeah, so inclined, you could drink them while doing hot labor. Well, while not operating heavy machinery. Exactly. It could be one step below a cornhole beer. <laughs> there you or you could go. be Ian and just drink the whole thing. It's like, oh, take your first sip of the sample, and Ian just <laughs> just downs it. Okay, so my off. sip sizes and your sip sizes are clearly clearly disproportionate. <laughs> I don't know what you expected from me. So now, Casey, so when, you're not going to trick I'm, us or anything, are you? As far as like this isn't like a Budweiser or a Miller. <laughs> oh, I'm certain it is. I know I'm well, do this is Miller Light, but okay. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't do Miller Light it, to it, you, it, but it, go it, ahead and undress that beer because what I was I've done say, here is it time is it time to look at him? Go ahead and undress the beer because what I've done here is I've wrapped all the beers in foil. We have foil covered bottles. 
I'm fairly certain it's not Budweiser. We have our room temperature yeah. water right here. Is it? It is. You Miller. It's Miller time. Oh, it's Miller it like Genuine Draft. Yeah. yeah. So this is what Miller did whenever they thought they needed to add more flavor to their beer. <laughs> more and of a draft admittedly, it worked. There's more flavor in it than than the regular Miller, I'll say, or Miller Lite that I've... Yeah. It still, it still did end up being an actual cornhole beer. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yep. So this one was... Uh, Whenever we look at the vital statistics on this one, its its appearance is straw and bright. But the hops that you they're used in it are the Galena, and they use a hop extract. Um, they use barley malt, and instead of using corn, from what I could find, they actually use corn syrup in this beer, which oh, probably geez. leads even more toward they probably, that. It probably light helps flavor. a lot with the light and make it a lot more sweet. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, the sweetness will what it does is it reduces the body. Because you add sugar in there, sugar completely ferments out into alcohol. It'll reduce the body down, make it really light, and turn completely into alcohol so you get a boost in the alcohol without boosting the flavor of the beer. Mm. So with that done, you may want to dump <laughs> what's that left. Done. No, I've got more beer to go. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ian, dump yours. Or uh, dump and rinse or, or grab a fresh I knew a, there was something about glass. that one that I was yeah. like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the pack. Still slightly better than other uh, beers from that same uh, infamous... Absolutely. Same. Yeah. I knew that's one of the, that's one of the reasons I chose the Miller Genuine Draft is because it is... Um, the way this beer is made is it's actually not pasteurized. Um, it is cold oh, filtered. Right. So Miller High Life <laughs> is the same formulation as this beer, but High Life's right. pasteurized and Genuine Draft is it's uh, cold filtered four times, according to them. Do we have any other, any other remarks from anybody from the peanut gallery about this beer? I mean, it's, it's our national standard at the moment. No yep. real surprises. I've heard a couple different um, couple different sayings, but this is ninety percent, seventy five percent of the beers in the world are are this size, uh, this this style. So yeah. it's it's better than Budweiser. There was something different about it, but I knew I I could tell that it, like it's not as good as like a standard. A, a better lager could be, you know what I mean? Like yes. you can you can tell the cheapness about it. It's flavorless, and and that yeah. that has a lot to do with it. It's a well, nice yeah, flavorless means it doesn't offend anybody. <laughs> and you don't what? feel about uh, bad about using it for beer pong. Mm. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Yep. And with this beer coming in at 4.6 ABV, it's something that you could drink a few of and not be filling it. Um, yeah. One last thing, the, the lager yeast that they use for this beer is probably the same one that they use for everything else that they do. It's German in origin, most likely, from about 1854, and they've been breeding it ever since then. So it's their house strain. Okay. I like to imagine they've just got a big greenhouse of hops. <laughs> one thing that, um, that really struck me, this beer is served in a glass bottle that is clear, yeah, which we've seen in a lot of other situations that green bottles turns hops skunky. Yeah, but yeah, there's that infamous that... old uh, Sam Adams commercial where he was showing the different colors of bottles and what that will do. Well, like mm-hmm. dark That's is best, light is the enemy of beer. Yep, but when you've got so few hops in a beer, and they the way they were 
saying online is uh, I heard a few people say this beer actually uses a hop that is resistant to the, the light striking. Um, it's a day walker. <laughs> <laughs> so could be. But we'll move on now to our next beer. It's what color the are we going to? Blue Star, Blue. which oh, is a <clears throat> Czech premium pale lager. I'm looking forward to it. I'm all. I'm more all of Twitter. a purple star, but I, I get purplish. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how should you pour this one? Same way. Whenever you're tasting beers, you want to pour aggressively down the middle, since there's so little um, beer in the actual glass, and you want to be able to evaluate what the head looks like and how long it stays around. You want to you want to pour about an inch, inch and a half into the glass and pour aggressively straight down the middle. So from the color, we've been outside a while. We're a little bit more dehydrated. <laughs> Might want to think about getting some electrolytes in your system at this point. Yeah, definitely a slightly darker. Absolutely. More of a head on this one. That head, it's a, a rocky, fluffy head. Um, it comes up, and it's got those bubbles in it that are really large, but then it also has like a moose-like tendency to the bottom. Um, as you take that first smell, you get maybe a, a sweetness. Um, you get a, um, a sulfury type of smell to it that's characteristic of this style of lager. which, as it off-gasses, turns into a little bit more of that caramelly sweetness. <laughs> Good sniff, Chris. <laughs> There's now, how, do, how, how do I do lines of this beer? Like all the smelling is... That, uh, that thick, rocky head on top, you just snort that right, like rock cocaine, <laughs> oh. right? Right, yep. right. <laughs> Quick, get this man a $100 bill. <laughs> so as we show this one up to the light, um, it is a uh, deeper, darker, kind of a golden color, but it's still completely bright, very clear. It's the kind of color I want to see. As you swirl your glass, um, if it's a clean glass at home, all these should be fresh glasses, but if it's clean glass, you'll see that head sticks around and sticks to the sides, so it's a good foam on the sides. Now let's go ahead and take a taste. Again, these are small sips, not the entire cup. Uh, you learn just, quick, Ian. Just clarifying. <laughs> <laughs> A little more hoppiness this time. Immediately yeah, this noticing a lot more going on. Yep. I like to start off with those really light beers. That way you kind of get your palate accustomed to just a very blank slate. Our last then, beer is going to be like a, a, a hoolard from Goose Island. Bob, I believe it's pronounced hoolard. That's enough. No, no, that's a sandwich. I feel if you make that further south, it's something like, the vapors are stifling. I knew, I knew vapors were going to be. There's lots of vapors. So this is a single hop beer. Um, it's got Saz as the single hop. It's a traditional Czech hop. No, they put they put more hops than just one single hop. Oh, one hop tower. Yeah, it definitely oh. sticks around. Got that hoppy aftertaste. It's the one hop to brew them all. Mm-hmm. Yep, good maltiness. Actually, soft. Yeah. It's another soft beer similar to that, that first one we had. You can, um, you can taste a lot of the, some of the maltiness and a lot of the hoppiness if you do a nice exhale after you, after you swallow. 
and I can just do a, a gentle breathe over your tongue, you'll you'll bring that out. Yeah. This episode brought to you by that's what She's she right. said. <laughs> This is like the color. I mean, this is like the beer that's in all the movies, you know. Like this is the color and the. Like, the whole this is the go this is yeah. the beer brand beer that they always it's, order in movies. It's like <laughs> it has that color of apple juice and yeah. <coughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That golden color is is I think somewhere around five or four or five six um, SRM. Uh, if you're looking at home on that scale. All right, so. Remind us again what SRM is, because I've, I've already uh, Standard reference measure, I think. It's, it's basically a chart that shows what color is supposed to be to each number. Okay. That's good. I mean, we all know what SRM is. I don't know about I, anyone else. And I, I would have to say on the Munsell color chart, I would put this at a light yellow. There you go. It is. It is it's almost into that earthy, that, that more red earth color. <laughs> The Munsell color chart is the book of colors that you use for classifying Earth. <laughs> no. I mean, that's our archaeologists. Well, when I think um, about on the Crayola scale, it looks uh, like. <laughs> so this this beer is going to have um, with that rich, complex, bready maltiness, um, a little bit of that grainy sweetness. Um, you'll also in the mouth feel the body is going to be a much a lot bigger than the one that we just had. This beer is still good to drink. It's a medium-bodied beer, but it's a moderate to low carbonation level. So as you drink a bunch of these, you don't feel as full as you would um, if you're drinking something with a high carbonation and a medium body. There's definitely a bit more body in my mouth. (laughs) So if you want to go ahead and unwrap this one, we'll talk a little bit about this beer specifically. Any, Any guesses? Um, this is a, a Czech Pilsner. I'm not familiar with the I don't recognize the neck of it. Oh, yeah. What, what, what are we looking at? Would you like to share with the rest of the class? Share with the class. Yes, it is a Czech Pilsner. Nice. The whole thing's a trick, isn't it, Casey? <laughs> Pilsner or Kell. Oh, okay, yeah. This is your your original source pilsner. Urkel means yeah. original source, and this is the original pilsner. Um, originally Yopi. brewed in 1842 by uh, sorry Joseph Grohl. Um, he brought the yeast in, and after it's, that's going to be a really interesting episode one of these days. Is the the Czech Pilsen rebellion over their beer? Um, they were really kind of fed up with their beer and started dumping it in the streets until they. Got a really good flavorful beer, awesome. um, which is what this is. It's, yeah, no, that's that's it an is, improvement over. <laughs> um, legend has it, and maybe history as well, that this beer uh, got tossed over to the Germans. The Germans wanted a beer similar to this, but they couldn't match the uh, the Czech's soft water and uh, mm-hmm. the soft water from Pilsen, and so. Now they have a German-style Pilsner as well. But this is the original Czech-style Pilsner. It's a very soft, very easy-drinking, nice beer. Um, as in between each of these drinks, uh, each of these beers, we're all have, we all have crackers, unsalted saltines on the table. And those are to cleanse the palate along with some lukewarm – or not lukewarm, room temperature room tap temperature. water. Room, room, we were told room. He was very specific, <laughs> room temperature. 
Uh, he said it was our choice, but he would he would cancel the show immediately if it was no, not. No, it was room draconian. He said room te- one degree colder or warmer, and the whole tasting's out the window. That's what I was. That's it. Along with my green M and M's. Swear to God, I find one brown M M&M and M, and you are. They're room temperature M and M's. It's fine. <laughs> so, right, they're the color of pops, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Alrighty, so we'll move on to our next glass. I'm not convinced and one of these. Let's, let's all dump, dump them in the appropriate spots. <clears throat> or a Zima. Our mouth, yes. You wouldn't sneak in a Zima on us, would you, Casey? Um... I, okay, so they're all wrapped in aluminum foil. We open up the fridge, and we're kind of convinced that they're Zimas. <laughs> they do have that appearance. I was convinced that one was going to be behind Do they even make Zima anymore? No. No, I don't think so. Next but one's King green. Cobra is still around. All right, great. Could be buddy so beer. Might be his with sword. this beer, you may want it's the green, um, green one. You may want to open this one over top of something, like open it over top of a glass. Oh, good. How about over the cup? I plan on pouring yeah. it into. It may be a little bit uh, aggressive with the fermentation. <laughs> Is this is this going to be like when I opened up that uh, that lager in the lager episode and it just it just kept foaming for like the entire show? Is a cougar going to jump out of this? What's that, Chris? Is a cougar going to jump out of this bottle? Just a really aggressive head. <laughs> I was oversold on its aggressiveness. Okay, good. That's good. <laughs> Not as aggressive as advertised. We're collectively disappointed. <clears throat> I'll explain here in a minute why why I told you to do that. Bob, was yours okay? Already at first glance, the heads uh, were getting even foamier here. Yeah, the head's really big on this. If this is Budweiser, you're not getting a Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> and I enjoyed our last one. Those those cookies and the, the, the reindeer. I want to call them reindeer droppings, but it's the reindeer chow. <laughs> no, yeah, really it's good. reindeer droppings. <laughs> I called it puppy chow. That's what I remember it being. My favorite was a ginger that was corn good. bark. Mm. That was delicious. Those are <clears> the <throat> biggest. Go ahead and start as you're you're pouring those. The head on this is going to be pretty thick and foamy, but it's going to dissipate quickly. There's not a whole lot of head retention to this one. Yeah, by the time I've handed out the beers, the head has gone away. Yep. So this is a uh, another straw colored bright beer. Um, maybe just a tinge of cloudiness to it. It's not completely brilliantly bright. It's got just a shade of cloudiness to it as you look through, maybe. Um, overall, this beer uh, style is the Kolsch, and it should be a clean, crisp, delicately balanced beer using a very subtle fruit and hop character. So in the last beer, the the biggest character to it was that aroma and flavor from the hops that you got, the sauce hops, and from the process. They actually kettle caramelized that beer to make it that caramely flavor. This one, it's going to be yeast that's the, the shining example. So when you first stick your head or your, your nose in there, you may get like this really light uh, – I, I get almost a – it's a bright. A it, it's not apples, but it's kind of like a florally type flavor there, like how a green apple florally. I was about to ask, how does bright smell? <laughs> yeah, like acidic. I guess bright is my uh, go-to yeah. for acidic. A- Appley would be a way to to describe that. It's it's yeah, kind of a half cider quality a bit. I don't. 
That may be a bad way to say it, but... You're the only one smelling a hint of whiskey. <laughs> this is just me. No, that's that's the whiskey sitting next to you on the <clears throat> table. <laughs> no, I've got my, my nose practically in this. I can I can smell that one actually. I can see what you're saying there. Um, that's it's almost a spicy type of of character there, along with the. I can see what you're saying. I think it's because you get more of those that yeast smell with this one, so that could probably lead to almost like a a whiskeyish, you know, hint of mm-hmm. whatever. Oh it yeah, kind of it's, a barrel aged type character to it. Yeah. Not Even quite though, the uh, Lagavulin <laughs> overpowering <laughs> campfire. Oh, yes. oh, it smells like yeast, not a forest fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So along we did the uh, the aroma, we did the appearance. Let's go ahead and taste this one. Mm, weedy. Oh yeah. 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 No, I I do enjoy a Kolsch. Um, good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, this one's got it's good soft flavor. Um, it's very, uh, it, it's got a lot of that grainy flavor to it, that malt flavor, but it's not heavy malt flavor. It's just a yeah. good malt flavor. It, it doesn't mm. stick around as long as the last one we tried either, which is really right. nice. Yeah, it for kind of blows off. For me, this kind of almost goes down easier than the first one, almost more than the yeah than a pedal lager or the American lager because I, I can just go like, all right, let's just. Past the lips, over the gums. Look out! Look out! The stomach here it comes, and it just. <laughs> look out! Because liver, you feel less shame drinking this one than you did the first one. <laughs> I mean, What's that? Maybe. It, now that you know what the first one was, is that because of the lack of shame that you like this one better? No, <laughs> no, no. Because, I mean, <laughs> there's. I knew st- it was. I knew it was something like, you know, one of the big, Uber companies. Of, of beer, at, but I didn't mean it was like not not better than say a just a regular you know standard corporate whatever you put it out. Yeah, uh, the, the the kegger fair. Right. Yeah. And again, <laughs> I say that and I feel like I'm putting my nose like so far so far up the air. I'm I'm up someone else's own. Yeah. Never mind. Um, but. <laughs> It's no Keystone Light or uh, natural <laughs> no nat- ice. No natural ice. Oh my! <laughs> Quick sidebar: I was some at work one Milwaukee's day best in here. A little bit of the beast. Somebody <laughs> asked me one time for it. Someone at came into my came into the bar I'm at and they went, "Hey, can I get a natural ice? Where do you go? Where that's a <laughs> where that's an option? Oh yeah, well, we hopefully got natural Red ice right here on tap." <laughs> They wanted a natty ice to go with their endless shrimp. <laughs> Can we just all get that wrapped up in a <laughs> So we went from... Breaking news. Uh, podcast session ended violently as man drove hours to murder friends. <laughs> no, he reached shrimp. through the microphone and the internet and strangled them to death. <laughs> So we've went uh, a couple different countries here. I think that's where I wanted to go with this theme is multiple countries, multiple beers, um, at least for the first little bit. So we went American Miller Genuine Draft, American Light Lager. We went with the Pilsner Urkel from uh, the Czech Republic. Uh, uh, I don't know. Is that what they're called now? Yeah. I believe that is the they're preferred no longer, They're no longer Czechoslovakia. Yeah. Um, then we went with the Kolsch, which is this style, which is from Germany. Um, in this beer, you've got the traditional 
Pops, Holler Tower, um, Pearl, Perlay. Um, those are, are your some of your traditional he German could, hops. He could say any word right now, and I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know the difference. Come from the very traditional German hops, like Farfenrugel. And... <laughs> no, these are these are your your and noble the hops. Adolf. Oh, the noble hops. Noble hops. There you go. So go ahead and unwrap this beer. Calling it Altex uh, Kolsch. I started to go that direction. This one is not. I wanted to get something that was a little bit more widely available. Well, it says it says Kolsch when I get to the top wrapper. Let's see what happens as I go down. So far, it's not been a lie. This was a Kolsch. <laughs> oh, uh, it's the brewery I can never say. So I looked them up. The first question on their FAQ how is how you pronounce their name. It's Schlafly. Schlafly. Can I just say how horrible that name is if you're already drunk? How? Come on. No, no. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant market strategy because all beers are going to sound like that word after your certain amount of drunk. They're going to sell a lot of these. You're going to go up to the bar and say, excuse me, good sir. I would like a insert regular beer, but it's going to sound like and you're going to get I, one of these. It's brilliant. I'd like a, sh- a sh- one of those. <laughs> Schnitzel giggle. Give me the drink, monkey. I don't care. So this is uh, one of those we, – we, we talked about lagers. This is one of those um, beers that is um, a semi-lager. It, the yeast type makes it – it's an L yeast that's fermented and, and brewed at lower temperatures and then lagered so that you get that lager-like characteristic. But it's not a – Not technically. It's an L yeast, right. but because you lager it, I guess you can call it a lager. Right. Um, good call, Matt, I think it was, on picking up the wheat because this malt bill contains pell malt, wheat malt, uh, Munich malt, and carapils. The carapils is added in to add a little bit more head retention. I, I really thought he said carrot pills. <laughs> and I went, who makes pills out of carrots? Carapils. want good eyes. So the cara, <laughs> the cara in carapils stands for caramelized. And it's Pilsner is a really light malt, and it's a really light-colored caramelized malt. Um, this also in process, this was brewed at 62 degrees instead of the traditional like 65, 68, 70 degrees fermentation. Um, so it wasn't at room temperature. It was not at room temperature. <laughs> well, you don't know. Their room could have been 62 degrees. That, that temperature that they put this in, that room was maybe. That know. was their room temperature, yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next one up is the silver top. Hold, I think hold on. We gotta. We gotta. We gotta get rid of rid of the beer. We gotta have to dump it. Are we going north or south on the Eurostar of beer this time? <laughs> I guess as we went through these as well, I feel like the the bottles have been taken out of the fridge at the very start. So as we go through these. They're warming up, and as you go through the beers, they're warming up in an order that I think would be appropriate because now we're on to a British brown ale. So, so that was actually just an accident because at the beginning, I thought, like, man, he planned this out well. Like, he knew we'd, we'd be doing these one at a time, doing them by temperature. No. <laughs> well, to certain, up to this point at least. You shouldn't have said anything, Casey. <laughs> you you would have let me go on believing that you were a brilliant manipulator of, of beer. I try. 
I try to be as truthful as possible. Illusions going. We're all sitting here like, man, Casey's a genius. Uh, on that last, the Schlafly Kolsch. Um, oh, God, four... I just love that color. I'm sorry. <laughs> the last one was 4.8% alcohol and 25 IBUs. Um, on this one, it is a 13B British Brown Ale. 5.2% alcohol, 32 IBUs. The appearance is a very deep like a garnet ruby type color, um, round to the ruby tint. That head, um, it's a semi, uh, large bubbles, um, kind of a rocky-ish head. Um, good, not very thick, but uh, creamy. Let's take a sniff. Hmm. So this one's going to have a really British character aroma to it. I'm not going to lie. This looks like Pepsi. <laughs> it does. It smells <clears throat> delightful. It does smell great, but the way the bubbles hang on the side and the, the light foaming at the top, it really does look like Pepsi. There's a certain <laughs> British brown ale that I hope this isn't because... <laughs> is is it what you think it is? Because I'm... It smells like what I think it is. Wait, I, look, I'm I'm just saying I have a very strong idea what I think this is, but yeah, I'm, I'm not going to put... <laughs> I'm going to be real surprised if this isn't exactly what, what I think you've done. <laughs> I'm the only one not in on it. We, we all know of one British brown ale. And we're like, there's, there's a very popular the one. one that I really cannot handle a lot of anymore. <laughs> did, a, did a certain trip just, just destroy that for you, or, or was it just... No, it was, it was New Year's Eve. Oh. It's always a New Year's Eve. So go ahead, go ahead and let us know which one that is, Chris. <laughs> we're on throw-up watch. Go ahead. Let's, uh... <laughs> I can handle a little of it. But it's not All like right. you and Guinness. Let's not talk about me and Guinness. <laughs> so you've got that light, sweet, malty, uh, toffee, nutty taste um, or smell in the aroma. We may have it in the taste. We don't know. Yeah, a caramelly type quality there. And that aroma that's there, it's um, it's estuary. It's got kind of an estuary aroma to it, um, fruity-ish estuary. Characteristic of British... Uh, yeast. Esters is one of those words I keep hearing about in beer, and I always go, yeah, sure. Isn't that a book in the Bible? Does what? This, <laughs> does this taste like something you get in a mini keg? <laughs> it does. So there are, there are two key aromas out there, Bob, that are similar. Uh, one's phenols and one's esters. I think it comes down to there's just – I mean there's a specific like last four letters of it that means it's an ester or it's a phenol. <laughs> But the um, like phenols would be spicy, like clove and uh, bubblegum type aromas, where estuary is more of an alcoholy type of aroma. It's it from the way their names sound. I, I just remind myself that it's the opposite of what I think. Ester usually means more more alcohol heavy <laughs> in the flavor, anyway. Mm. So because phenol sounds like it should just be booze are us. Yeah. Ah, yeah. All right, let's go ahead and taste this one, Chris. What do you think? As he reluctantly grips the glass. It tastes <laughs> very familiar. Does it does it taste like regret? 
Do you, it does. Do you need it coming, coming back up for it to taste properly? That would help. <laughs> <laughs> so this one's got a, uh, a in, in the, it's kind of a caramelly, a really heavy caramelly flavor to it. Um, I'm getting a dry finish to it. Also yeah. having some a lot of toffee. Um, the it's a, it's a very pleasant, sweet flavor. I mean, yeah. if you haven't destroyed your uh, destroyed yourself on it before. <laughs> um, that it's got a medium bitterness to it. That that bitterness is definitely there. Um, it's present. Um, All I'm saying is, Chris, I still drink. I, me and Casey still drink Dunkles, and you had to move <laughs> after we were done. We had to pawn that rug experience. off on someone else. <laughs> so, let's unwrap this one and see if it's what you're thinking it is. Oh, God, there's no way it's not. I'm the only one who oh, no idea. It's not the one I think it is. Okay. What? What is it? This, this particular one. Oh, I've always wanted to try that. Is Hobgoblin. Oh my god, I, you mean I've gone back... Casey, this yes. is very important to me. Ah. We've gone around the bend now. <laughs> because I think when we were like 21, 22, somewhere uh-huh. in that range, we had this before. Yep. We had a Hobgoblin. And we hated it. Absolutely. We, did, we wanted none of this. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know, two weeks ago, I was like, man, you know what I haven't tried in a long time? Hobgoblin. I don't know if my taste buds have changed, or I know better than what I did then. Yep. That's, that was... that's, that's really impressive to me. That I've, I've, I've... Just remember, guys, you too will like different things as you, mm-hmm. as you age into you know, this, your grave. This beer is so different to me now than what it was then. I'm almost convinced that they, they had the keg backwards. Like, that's how... <laughs> Different, it feels to me. Um, I feel like it was a lot hoppier then. I feel like it was a lot more stringent than what it is. I do remember it being like super hoppy, but mm-hmm. I but feel how many like really feel you're more alcoholic you now. Had at that time. <laughs> there, there may be that. We. I think, so it, this, I think it's more a case of your taste buds yeah. are just a little bit more educated than they were yeah. years ago. I've grown up taste buds now. Since we grew back, you know, in in years of yore. <laughs> I'm not talking about how long ago that was. I have never had this one. I've always wanted to try it too, and just never grabbed it. And I really like it. There's a there is definitely a toffee flavor about it. I it was very it's, good. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I hated it when we first poured it a few minutes ago. But now that it's set for a minute, I, I can at least kind of like it. But there was a character to it that was definitely off-putting in the aroma. I think it was an off-flavor. I don't know if it was sulfur or what it was exactly, but there was something in the aroma that I did not like at all. And then after it off-gassed, it, it's amazing now. It's smoothed yeah. out. There, there is, it, it, it's weird in that normally when, when we go drinking or we drink a beer, I usually try to drink it really, really quick because I usually enjoy beers at the Cascade. And after that, I, I tend to not like them. I usually don't finish the last you know little bit of them. They end up gassing off and they don't taste really good towards the end. I usually dump them. But this one actually tastes better after it's gassed off and after the cascade. Yeah. It's good, but I don't think it's something I could see myself drinking in any sort of large quantity. That's like a... I'd be nice with dinner, like one or two. So, Chris, we were, in fact, thinking of the exact same same beer, though. I was thinking this was going to be like a Newcastle Brown 
Oh. That's what I thought it was. I was the only one yeah. not knowing what this was. Everybody's like, you were oh, there. it's that one. I don't remember what beer it was. This incident we've been referring to is one New Year's <laughs> Eve when, you know, the other guilty party is present as well. But uh, You know what you did. I got a five liter mini keg of Newcastle and I hadn't eaten all day. We went out for New Year's to a, an acquaintance's house, a, a common friend of all of us. And I proceeded to drink the entire mini keg. And then another another person present kept shoving, like, quarter-full bottles of mead in my face after I was already hammered. And you're going, drink this! And I got to watch the whole thing. So, so I drank it. <laughs> I drank a lot of it. And all that mixed and simmered in my stomach without any food and led to a very pleasant couple of days. Were they pleasant? No, no, they weren't. They were hugging the trash can. My favorite part was the next morning when he was just sitting on the stairs and I sit next to him and I put my hand on his shoulder and just casually mentioned pastrami. And he turned <laughs> the sweetest shade of green. It was amazing. No, no, that was the color of what was coming out of me. <laughs> because my stomach said, no, no, there's nothing left here. So it reached into my liver and said, we got this for you. <laughs> At least it was over faster than the three months you were sick after our Cancun trip. Yes, yes, let's not forget when I had Montezuma's Revenge. <laughs> Always remember to drink responsibly. Yeah. And have food present. Remember, so, do as we do, do as you should, out. not as we do. Now <laughs> that we've went from America to um, the Czech to Republic, Western. Germany to Britain, um, let's take the trip over to Belgium. Oh, we're going back. The gold or, or as Germany calls it, also us. The gold star. <laughs> Golden. The gold top. I hear gold pop. I swear to God, if I see gold schlager in this, <laughs> you'll well, be just uh, as excited as the rest of, of us. Don't lie. So this is a triple, a Belgian triple. Uh, look me a triple. We, uh, <laughs> we did that that flight, Bob, a few weeks ago. The single, double, triple. So uh, that's where I learned to love triples because I didn't know yep. I didn't know my my singles for my triples or my doubles. Very absolutely. Heady. My wife tends to like the uh, quadruples. She goes oh. for the full home run. <laughs> yeah, those are uh, those are up there. This one's going to be nine percent alcohol and nineteen IBUs. As you pour it there, you're going to notice that it's going to have a, a white creamy head on it. Um, very tiny bubbles. The appearance is slightly cloudy, which is it's okay in in Belgian styles. Just a little bit of a slight cloud to it. The head really clings to I mean, the side of the cup. Mm-hmm. So that's that's actually called, um, no matter what the style of beer you're pouring is, it's called Belgian lace because these beers traditionally have that lacy character. My only question before we start this is do I need an orange peel? Absolutely not. Okay. No, no. It should have some of those spices have, already in it. I don't have any in the apartment anyway, Matt, so I saved you from yourself. Yes. I was, you know, there was. I won't pull out names or anything, but it it kind of goes to the state of the industry. I was actually at a uh, a brewery the other day, a small brewery. I mean, they they were doing like, I think three barrel batches, and whenever uh, it was it was one keg and a and a pump. I, I'm telling you, I've probably done 
some larger batches than these people have done whenever that's, they were in business. That's no indication of how small they are, Casey. <laughs> We've seen just your garage, about how okay? much you grew. <laughs> so, but they, they were serving their wheat beer with an orange slice on the side. And I was thinking, all right, hopefully they didn't think this was the appropriate way to do it. They were just kind of forced to do that by the market. But even even at that, educate your people. That's just my thought. Damn. Don't let friends... <laughs> Friends don't let friends put orange peels on triples. Um, that beer. It's, I mean, it's a marketing thing. Oh, well, I'm getting off on the wrong thing. But either way, smell that nose. You'll get sort of a floral honey spice coriander. Yeah, a really tart. I can the smell nose. the coriander. That's, that's what this, I'm smelling. It's very citrusy. Okay. And this mm. may be me being an idiot. Is this more estery than, than yes. not? This okay. is phenol. This is phenol. Phenol. This is phenol. Last one was ester. This is phenol. Yep. You'll get. See, um, I, I I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Terminology. That's, and that's that's one of the biggest things about drinking beer is you know what the smells are. You've smelled it before, but you just need to put a, a word to the smell that you're smelling. So this one is kind of a a uh, this one's a bubblegummy type of aroma to it, actually. Yeah. You smell it. Yeah. It's 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 sweet and like. When I think about it, it, it it's kind of like that that bubblegum. Uh, but there's a lot going on on the aroma. It's yeah, the kind of smell though, that I've smelled before, and it makes me not sure that I'm going to like it. Uh, I mean, I haven't tried it yet, of course, but other beers that smell like this have been You'll drink it and you'll pretend favorable. you like it. All right. Let's go ahead and take a sip of it. Good sweetness oh. that follows through there. No. Oh, that's a very good <laughs> aftertaste. <laughs> Is there ginger in this? What's that one? Is there ginger in this? There shouldn't be. I don't. It says spices on theirs, but I don't think it's. it's I don't think they've got a, a big ginger. I didn't see ginger actually picked out. I don't think this is spiced like the the Christmas uh, ales or winter beers that you're winter beers that you're thinking of. But it is. There are some spices. It almost tastes like weedy gin. <laughs> it, it almost tastes like uh, uh, dogfish head too hearted. It's not quite as overpowering as that. Dogfish is might have touched. It has my tongue in the no, I think he's saying the too hearted IPA, right? Correct. Is, I think too hearted is the uh, bells. Yeah. Yeah. Too hearted is bells. Yeah. Goose uh, Island bells. has the. They're the 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 timed IPAs, aren't they? Yeah. 90 minutes, like 60 minutes, and so on and so forth. 40, I don't like 76. <laughs> you don't I'm like this say one. I'm not a fan. I also yep. don't care for it. It's fine. You just you just mail the leftovers to me, and I'll drink them. We'll, we'll pour it all back in the bottle and send it send it to Justin. <laughs> I'm kind of intrigued by the sharpness of it that it has on the tongue. Yeah. Uh, that's, yep. I think that's the my favorite quality of it yeah. is that sharpness. Like a weird... Your tongue's like Julius Caesar, and the beer is like hundreds of Roman senators <laughs> stabbing it all over. I can see that. There's like, and there's this like one... this taste in your, or like a feeling in your throat afterward from the spices. Like, uh, yeah, the drying flavor that <laughs> yeah. you get. Yeah, it kind of closes up a little bit back there. I can see that. So, so Casey, is it just me and you that seem to like this beer? No, I'll, I'll, I'll like it too. I'll yeah. take a guess for that. Okay. All right. So whenever we talk about astringency, Brittany, this beer has some astringency to it back there in the back of your throat. <laughs> I will agree so with that, yes. 
that's uh, tying it all in, I guess. Um, real perfumey, though. Go ahead and unwrap this one. Unwrap it. I'll unwrap you. Show us what he's doing. Also, you foiled these very well. <laughs> Show me what you got. Oh, wait. Is this what I think it is, Casey? No, it can't be. That's, that's not Belgian, is it? What is? I recognize that. It label. is. That's why I like it. So technically, this is a Canadian Belgian. It is. Um, like the one that we did with Schlafly, that was actually brewed in the United States. Uh, this one is brewed in Canada, and that is the um, La Fin du Monde. The, the, when you said Belgian, it threw me off because I wasn't thinking of style. I was literally thinking of where it was, not... Yeah, absolutely. So this one's Unibrew. Um, they're a uh, Canadian brewery. And they do all, basically all Belgian ales, um, fruited and spiced. Uh, I, it's it's definitely... this one's fruited and spiced. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this one has. It's got sweetness that's similar to fruit, but it may not be fruited. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's definitely like a honey spicy flavor to it. Yeah, the general consensus in this room is that we don't like it, <laughs> except for Aaron. I like it. All right, see? Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Who's decided he does not like He's it? He's changed sides. As no, brains no. the glass. Oh, no, no, never mind. You do or you don't. I was nice saying everyone else with an emphatic wag of the finger. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. I, so I know that whenever we went out for the joint bachelor parties, Ooh. this was one of those beers that we all tried on draft. Was and it? Because I don't remember trying beers. <laughs> You don't yep. remember the bachelor party. So. Yeah, I don't remember us trying a lot of beers on draft. <laughs> to be fair, there are a few things about that bachelor party that I don't remember, but this isn't one of them. What I do remember is Victory Pizza, Ian. Yes. <laughs> this one was at the, the, was the Yard House. Oh, okay. The Yard well, House. The, the Yard House, I remember trying... Um, there was some no no that was that was Chris's bachelor party where we had like the the blackberry whatever they all run together <laughs> they, they kind of do <laughs> basically did you have it while we were sitting outside or did you have it while we were sitting inside that's the only way I can keep straight <laughs> <laughs> all right moving on to the next one it's the last one and we hold, uh... hold on I'm not finished oh okay what I remember the most about Casey's bachelor party was that delicious. Uh... Uh, it was red. Oh, what was it? I, I don't remember what it was, but Casey was trying it, and he gave me a sip, and it was delightful, but they ran out of it. Oh, it was a um, – oh, crap. I don't remember what the name of it is, but that was that was the thing I was trying to think of from Casey's that we tried. Uh, was it hmm, – like it had to have been fruited if it was red. And it, it was delicious. I just can't remember the name. I'll go, I'll go back. We'll figure it out. What I, I, that's one of the great things. We'll have to check into all these on Untapped afterwards. But oh my god, my my Untapped profile is going to go insane. I can. We can always go back and look and see what each one was. And some right, listeners so can that are friends with us on Untapped can go back and see the timeline of exactly when this was recorded and when it was going I got, down. I got an unfriend. I got a a a new follow, a new friend on Untapped. We got so like three. Either, yeah. No, there's no way to this. Brittany got like three or four people adding her. I got well, one. Our friend I got Tyler. one. <laughs> yeah, right, right. We'll I, 
got one. To be fair, she is was, the least creepy. I was impressed because I just went, that's either a follower or it's a robot. I don't know why it would be a robot. I just got another one while we're sitting here. <laughs> well, aren't you popular? Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> they like me more than us, Chris. Now, this beer is, style is this? a wheat wine, oh, and that's you would right. not you would not expect a wheat oh. wine to be that color because this is a very no. brown, um, ruby garnet type of color. This one's almost like the brown ale. But the one thing that really sets this wheat wine apart, other than the fact it's 12% alcohol and 30 IBUs, oh. is the fact that it's been aged in a bourbon barrel as well. How's this compared to that barley wine we had that time when we were moving you? Uh, in uh, alcohol content? Oh, no, I know it's twice the alcohol content, but um, in terms of... Well, I noticed you had this one last, and that the last time, the best time to have that barley wine was when it was room temperature. Ah, uh, yeah. The um, the fact that it is the fact that it's so high in alcohol, I try to get it a little bit lower in temperature because because of that. Um, otherwise, you're going to get blown out and and like you're you're just going to taste alcohol. That's it. Um, <laughs> But there's a lot of flavors here that are only going to come out whenever it's a little bit warmed up. So yeah, that that's a yep. hits you in the face kind of smell. Uh huh. So we've got this one. It's uh, one of the biggest reasons I put it last is because it's it's just so big. You're not going to taste it. <laughs> it's going to destroy our palate. It's going to blow our mouths out. <laughs> it much like syrup. much like why you never start with like say an IPA when you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, this beer's got sort of a – it's definitely got that vanilla barrel-aged characteristic, but it also has some um, cherry notes to it, maybe some, yeah. like, raisiny. It's got some – yeah, it's got whiskey of beers. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk a little bit about when you enter a beer into a competition, where would this beer fall? And it's a wheat wine that's been aged in um, – aged in – Bourbon barrels. So is this would a, actually fall is underneath. That, is there a box that says other? <clears throat> well, it's it's it falls under the specialty wood aged, which means that it's any beer that's been aged in, in a wood? barrel that's had some other alcohol form in it previously. Uh-huh. So like a, a a beer that's been aged in a rum or a tequila barrel or a bourbon barrel or a port barrel or something along those lines would be put into the uh, specialty wood age category. If it's just been put in wood, like it's just been oak aged with nothing in there previously, it goes into the wood aged beer category. Okay. So this one's based on a wheat wine, typically brewed with a combination of American Turo and American wheat. Styles commonly use 50% or more wheat malt. This one I don't think actually uses that 50% wheat alone. I think it actually combines wheat and spelt, which is like wheat light in order to make a wheat flavor. Um, Jay Goodwin from the Rare Barrel Brewery says that wheat beer sometimes gets a dirty or an earthy flavor, and spelt gives less of that flavor to a beer. So it gives you that same flavor of uh, wheatiness, but uh, the, and, and one of the big reasons you use wheat is for the mouthfeel anyways. It gives like a silkier mouthfeel. Um, but because it's spelt, it doesn't that off flavor that you don't want. So, aroma-wise, we've got those deep, 
notes. What uh, what do we think about taste? Let's go ahead and take a taste of it. Take a taste. We're going in. Oh. 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 Woo. Ooh. Pow, right in the kisser. I can yeah. tell from Justin's face. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Oh, okay. And I like this one a lot. <laughs> <laughs> No, It'll, get you, <laughs> It'll <laughs> get you drunk. It'll get you drunk. It tastes this like meat. caramel. Yeah. Um, it, when, the mouth no. the mouthfeel is good. It feels it nice and like smooth. Creamy. But it, yeah, creamy. It's it's just there's a there's a kick and a sourness that I'm I was just not prepared me, for. It reminds me a lot of like a golden drac or dragon's milk or something. Yeah. Uh, no, I was gonna say it's it's probably closer to golden drac than I want. You know, I I'm getting some real golden drac vibes. <laughs> I can almost feel the salt spray of the sea on my face. <laughs> this is not a chugger kind of beer, that's for sure. Absolutely. Gonna, I feel like sailing across the channel and just pillaging churches right now. That, that sounds like a challenge, Brittany. I'm going in. <laughs> Go for it. This one's this one's a special Witness beer him. that I don't think most people will be able to find. Um, this is a vintage of 2014. Oh beer. god, that was the worst idea I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead and unwrap this one, Chris, so we can we can talk about it a little All bit right. more. I think this one's got a lot to be talked about, and once you Let's... see it, you'll. I hope oh, you guys are happy. I'm gonna have to bury him. Oh god, <laughs> my tongue will never be the same. Well, it's from New Holland. I can see that. Yep. Okay. New Holland, how have you done this to me? I thought we were cool. <laughs> Pilgrim's Dole? Yep. So this is a 2014 vintage uh, Pilgrim's Dole. Um, it's a wheat wine aged in uh, bourbon barrels like we were talking about. Um, this beer is uh, two years old now, which I think is probably a good time to start drinking it. The oxidation will actually increase that caramelly flavor and give you some of those those date flavors, those dark raisins. <laughs> They're still on my tongue. I can taste them. <laughs> the video of Justin is just the most entertaining thing right now. Everyone listening can't see the agony on your face. <laughs> it's, it's only, it's only they they recorded could. Uh, video. Um, so this is a, a one that you would seller, I guess? Yes, this one's has been cellared, cellared actually. Yep. Deep in a cellar. Like <laughs> you throw away the key to the cellar in your new houses. No, 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 you want it dungeoned. <laughs> I want it I want this I want this on a rack. I want it like just being pulled until its arms snap. So, <laughs> of course, I'm the only one who like is a huge fan of this. But you got to remember, I'm the one who drinks like the bitter ass wine. <laughs> no, no. I like this too. Okay. I, I don't know that I could like Slam it back. No, no, no. I definitely that, like it. That may, this, this may is... be why I'm quite as anti it as I am because yeah. I was I was told I couldn't chug it. Well, it's gone. <laughs> I should have known better. <laughs> well, this is one of those late in the binge relaxing brews. This is you sit Absolutely. back with a cigar and you you hang out with this. Yeah, this is like after hour five of your your bar crawl. <laughs> Oh no no no! That's I'm gonna a bad try idea. this. <laughs> I'm gonna try this with Mara. I got some of the Pepperidge Farm butter rum cookies. <laughs> oh, I feel yes. like I'm gonna cook with this. Pepperidge Farm, remember? You drink this yes. to sit back and contemplate. I think you could done. too, Matt. You could definitely do like a. Uh, you could throw some apples in this and do like yeah. a caramel apple type dish. Yeah, it would be delicious. Um, That's what I was thinking. You could do this with a dessert, and it would make the best sauce ever with. Mm -hmm. 
The cookies that are room really temperature. <laughs> Turn this into a, a sauce you pour over ice cream, or make yeah. an ice cream out of it. This would be delicious as an ice cream oh, by you itself. You guys are killing me. <laughs> you can't see, but I'm shaking my head no at the idea of that. <laughs> I love it. I think it's great. I, this beer has uh, – you would not get a lot of flavor out of that wheat by itself. Um, I think that the fact that they brewed it to a 12% and then threw it in a bourbon barrel, let it sit for uh, – this, I mean, vintage 2014, I don't know exactly when – if this was brewed and put in the barrel in 2014 and then bottled a few months later or what the what their plan was. But um, <laughs> the wheat makes it have a creamier flavor. Um it's definitely a different beer than what you would expect with a barley wine. And it's not as no, strong as, like, some of the... I'm not a huge fan, honestly, of some of the bourbon barrel-aged stuff because some of it just hits you in the face. I it's, feel like this, this is, is calm a little bit compared to that. Brittany, this is where we're on opposite sides of the spectrum. Normally, you age this thing in a bourbon barrel, and I'm all in. I'll I'll drink it all day, every day. I... no. No. <laughs> I, I think this, Casey's uh, right. You get yourself some vanilla ice cream mm-hmm. instead of the hot fudge. You just pour this all over it. <laughs> It'd be real good. Yeah, I agree. The yeah. the difference is, I think that I'm 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 getting more of the oaky and the caramelness to it, but I'm not getting as much vanilla as you tend to get oh. with uh, with the bourbon barrels of various stuff. You usually get like just eat up with with vanilla. Yeah, I could see that. It's uh yeah, it's definitely a deep, rich, rich type of flavor to it. Um, I, that may be from some of the age that's been put on it. Chris is not a fan either. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. I thought I was the alone. Face he made is amazing. I thought I, was, I thought I was alone in the wilderness here. No, but no, I, I would n- I would not drink this, but I would cook with it. Mm. So I, I tend to do that with a lot of things, especially bourbons and whiskeys. So now don't don't cook with those, Matt. Just bring them to me. I'll drink them. <laughs> well, I should have done, but uh, a little earlier, but uh, I didn't really think about that until now, is whenever you're judging beers, you've got to kind of put your do I like this or do I not aside and a- be able to pick out each of the individual components of a beer separately. So whenever you look at this beer, you want to look at it from each different point. Aroma, is it mild? Um, well, you in this situation, it's really difficult to do, but you would probably go to the wood-aged beer portion first and then go back to the wheat wine to see if it can pull some of those things through. Like in the wood-aged, it says low to moderate vanilla, coffee, or sorry, caramel, toffee, toast, cocoa character, as well as any aromatics associated with alcohol that yeah. it was created with. So no, it, 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 it achieves that. But in in you, that can, portion, can, you would be able to award, I think it's 12, no, it's not 12 points. Anyways, you would be able to award however many points one to whatever that category has. I know appearance is three points. Aroma is a little bit less. Flavor, I think, is the most. Welcome uh, to beer judging where the rules are made up and the points don't matter. Can, can you really <laughs> forego taste altogether? A beautifully crafted uh, piece of shit still. <laughs> a beautifully crafted artisanal piece of shit. You get down to that. Best in show. You get down to that uh, that bottom of the sheet, and and you can put whatever you want down there. As far as, uh, yeah, this beer it meets all the criteria, but it just it it's horrible. It doesn't all work together, and you score them low there. Meets meets the criteria. Set this to sea and sink it. <laughs> there are beers that. Oh yeah, if if I look at the let's say I look at the 
the, the information for uh, Miller Genuine Draft. So that one's a American lager. And say somebody tries to imitate this beer and they hit uh, gravity that's perfect in there. The IBUs, though, they put 18 IBUs. Okay, well, that's a little bit high. Um, SRM, say they go to the high end of that, the high end of the alcohol, and it's just too alcoholic. It's too bitter. It's too everything. Yeah, they're inside that ballpark, but once you get down to the bottom, it's not an American lager anymore. It's a, I don't know, something something else, and it's and not – it doesn't fit the category. At that point, judging beer to me seems like checking your chlorine levels in your pool. Like, <laughs> just like taking it, putting like putting droppers of it into into a container and shaking it, going, "Yeah, no, no, that's about right." This is just the I right pH. This is going to be really good when it uh, warms up in the summer and <laughs> uh, you get to your bromine correct. No, it's going to uh, be really good when I sink it to the bottom of the damn ocean. <laughs> but uh, I think that's one of the biggest biggest things about beer judging is it's it's a little bit you got to fit in the boxes but at the end of it whenever the last six beers have been picked um and you're doing a best of show then that's that's a good portion for you to be able to say okay this beer is actually tastier i would drink six pints of this versus this one where i would drink maybe a half of a pint and that'd be it so you're saying beer judging is is uh, objective subjectivity Exactly. Your beer got high marks on everything, but when I got to the bottom, if you look at this this little note here, it says, I would rather kill myself than drink this anymore. Uh, I've included the address of your local gun store. Please just go off yourself and never bottle this again. So let's go around and see what for, everybody's favorite is. For the record, uh, have a drink does not condone suicide. <laughs> Correct. Especially if you're drinking. Two thirds, two thirds of have a drink have never thought about it committing. <laughs> so, all right. So, Aaron, um, Ian, where would you go here? Oh man, Cer- certainly not the uh, the Dumond or the Miller Draft. Uh, for <laughs> me, Steve. it's it's going to be a uh, a toss up between the the Pilgrim's Dole and I think either the Hobgoblin or the the Schlafly. Um, probably the Pilgrim's Dole. I really that's the one that stood out to me for me the most. You're going to the bottom of the ocean with that. <laughs> it's it's, it's not necessarily find. the one that I would drink, you know, just casually. But in in terms of the one that was the most striking and I, you know, the big surprise for me, I think it was definitely the Pilgrim's Dole. Awesome, Aaron. Uh, for me, I would I would have to try to decide between Lafine du Monde and uh, Pilgrim's Dole, just because I like beers that have some body to them, but yeah. not a totally abusive flavor. Um, I, I'm not a no, that was totally so, abusive flavor. Yeah, I I don't like I, I like companion beers, but not abusive, difficult to taste beers. Things where you have to <laughs> Sorry, kind of... I just like the idea of, like, I like companions, but I want them to be abusive. Aaron, do, is there something you need to tell us? <laughs> no, no, you're supposed to abuse the alcohol, not the other way around. <laughs> no, yeah. Exactly. But I, I, I like the beers that are um, nice and, and syrupy, not difficult to taste and appreciate. Because of the hops. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can, I can get that. Like, there are some beers I get excited to see because he... What was that? Sorry. It. I said, I can get that because there's some beers that when they start pouring, you literally just watch. It seems almost like sludge coming out of it. Yeah, and there's one particular example. Um, 
old Rasputin is my nemesis. <laughs> yeah, if you understand no, old we're Rasputin. on the same page. We've had we've had a discussion or two on the show about yeah. that. <laughs> well, after three pitchers of beer, I, I will chug the old Rasputin just to get rid of it and just to prove to my friends that yeah, I'm not going to turn away any alcohol whatsoever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would have to decide between the Lafine du Monde and Pilgrim's Dole. Despite how different they are, I like how they uh, how they fit with my palate. Um, I also like that they're not really difficult to appreciate. Excellent, yeah. So, uh, Matt, where, where would you go on this one? Well, <clears throat> you know, I usually like a lighter uh, beer, um, so any of the darker, higher alcohol stuff is usually not my favorite. I think I really enjoyed both the Belgian and the Czech the best. Yeah. Nice. They, uh, they both allowed for an enjoyable drinking experience. Like you could sit there, have a couple of them with me- with a meal or with just chatting with friends. You could have them at both environments. They, they were more versatile in my opinion. Yeah, the, uh, the body that we get in the um, – the body that you get in the, the final beer, the, the barrel-aged beer, is really heavy, uh, which makes it a little harder to drink a lot of. But that Czech beer, the, the Pilsner Raquel – it, it's an easy drinking beer. That one's one that you could definitely take a few of. All right. I want to see one of us just go like, I fear it was the Miller Genuine Draft. <laughs> I don't think that's a real thing. I was waiting for it. It doesn't matter if you feel that way or not. No one's going to say that. <laughs> Chris, Brittany, Bob? Oh, I'm just hoping to get invited back. Yeah. Bob, <laughs> you go welcome go. anytime. <clears throat> Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I wasn't trying to chime in. No, no, I said go ahead and go, Bob. <laughs> oh, that's what you said. Yes. Yeah. For those interested, because I think this is the first time we're using his nickname. Um, it's on the website. It, it's, <laughs> yes, it is on the website, but we do call Justin Bob more often than Justin, to the point that he thinks it's odd when someone calls him Justin. There's literally no it's, reason. Though. It's odd when you guys do it. It's it's. It's normal when I hear like my coworkers do it because they're not my friends. Um, <laughs> there doesn't okay. Don't tell them to listen to this. <laughs> some of them are my friends, but like they don't listen to this. I know that for a fact. Just the ones that don't talk or look at him throughout the day. <laughs> uh, no, um, I, I part of me wants to say Le Fin du Monde because it's it's. I do really enjoy that, um, but. I think um, I think I really like the 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 Schla- okay correct me again Schlafly 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 I really like the the Schlafly Kolsch like I maybe it was just how it hit me today it it was just like right kind of what I was I was looking for today but uh, uh, <laughs> I was just waiting for me to. I was waiting for me like I I I, I thought about going in and just saying like no my favorite was was Pilgrim's Dole. <laughs> Just to hear all of you go, you're a lying son of a. Join, join us in the bottom of the ocean. Do it <laughs> down here. No, um, the, the I'm not. Very good. Yeah, I'm not saying Pilgrim's Dole was bad. I'm just saying it wasn't for me, and that I shouldn't have chugged it. But <laughs> I, I was told it couldn't be done, and I had to do it. Um, I'm a child that way. Uh, Mediocre. Brittany, Brittany, what do you think? <laughs> Um, okay, so my favorite was Pilgrim's Dole. <laughs> but, you liar! 
I love that one. Um, but that's not a one. That's not one that you would just drink. It's not the casual drink. I that's like a it's like a dessert beer for me. So on I, that was my favorite. But then the next closest two would be the Hobgoblin or the the Schlafly. Um, the Kolsch was nice and refreshing. I was not a fan of the other three though, like the the spicy one, the Czech Pilsner, obviously the Miller. But um, I hadn't had the Hobgoblin before, and I really liked it. But yeah, it's between it's between those three. Um, Pilgrim's Old be my favorite, but it's just it's not something you, that you're gonna have a lot of or all the time. All right. As a quick aside, I'm not gonna say that it was my favorite. Obviously, I've discussed what I liked. I didn't hate the Miller Genuine Draft. If 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 pressed to, I'd drink again. <laughs> Three out of ten would not recommend. <laughs> if if I had to interact with uh, people who liked terrible beer, that wouldn't be a bad avenue to go. I'm saying I'm, like, I'm not saying it's my first choice. I'm saying gun to my head, all that's here is Miller Genuine Draft and. But you know. Blue Moon, like the movie tavern, where we have an option of get, paying eight bucks, getting a liter. Mm. Right, and that's when we pay eight bucks, and I will end up with like a liter of Blue Moon usually. Yeah, if I'm because... at a wings place and they sell giant tubes of beer, the the Miller Genuine Draft would not be a bad tube beer. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> something you can than, put back. It's a better whole than lot your Coors Light or your Miller High Life. Oh, it's way better. Than, Miller High Life is just awful. Like, there's some just... weird taste to that. And I that, go goes to, that goes to they've cooked the beer after <laughs> it's been brewed. Really? I mean, that's 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 the biggest <laughs> difference. Because wow. everything was... else, they should – Millaginian Draft and Miller High Life, the only difference between the two is how they're filtered. And that is – or how they're they made ready for package. One's pasteurization and one is uh, through cold filtration. And that's that makes a big difference in the beer. Clearly. All I'm saying is it works for my milk. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if you can use that as an excuse. And now you know. <laughs> and knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. Get out. <laughs> what was your favorite? No. Okay, you get my, out, short leave. My favorite is going to have to be the Schlafly. The Kolsch. Um, I really like a Kolsch. Yeah. Not usually this time of year. That's usually a summer thing. But oh, yeah. out of the ones we had today, yeah, flavor-wise, the Kolsch, but mouthfeel-wise, despite the fact I despised the flavor, was the Pilgrim's Dole. It really, <laughs> like, the mouthfeel was very pleasant, but the flavor was not. Yeah, no, I, I can agree with that. Like, it it went down like I want a beer to go down. It did not taste like I wanted it to taste. <laughs> and I will add, I had to wash out the Pilgrim's Dole with a... Uinta Yard Sale. Yes, a Uinta Yard Sale, their winter lager. <laughs> Consequently, uh, I just tasted the pour-out bucket, and all I can taste is Pilgrim's Dole. Wait, <laughs> he put it in the Thunderdome for beers, <laughs> and it won. <laughs> it's the Thunder Mug, not to be confused with a toilet. I'm just saying, what beer runs Barter Town, Matt? <laughs> Pilgrim's Dole runs Barter Town. <laughs> oh God, how many Mad Max references can we slam in here? Because I could go longer. We could add a few more. <laughs> but yeah, so, so it seems me and Justin are a bit outnumbered in this tasting. No, we're we're the correct ones, Chris. <laughs> so whenever you run a tasting at home, um, 
this is one of the ways that you could do it. You could just find a bunch of different styles of beer and go that direction. But then you can also say, okay, I want to taste uh, the same style of beer made by eight different breweries or six different breweries. And, I'd uh, try that sometime. Yeah, and go that direction. So we could have Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors Light. <laughs> no. just and I that's when we on the body. <laughs> I like going, we, know I we should lives. do by color or something next time. Like just... The, like kind of like how we started with this one, but then just end in some crazy porter. <laughs> yeah. So there's yeah there's some uh, go go from light to dark in that way. The it darkest mirror you could get. We, well, we kind of went from light to dark in this one too. Yeah, and that's and you know whenever you're out there educating people that are um, are not beer drinkers, they think that Guinness is a really heavy beer, even though we know it's one of the lightest beers in calories and in uh, mouthfeel out there. Um, you know, they, that's still start. what they're. That's feeling. where most of us got our start. Yeah, you know that was that was my Guinness was probably my my toe in the water after Natty Light. You know, oh. yeah. I was I was gonna say I remember a couple golf course matches with the with the what was it a twenty four pack of, uh, of Natty Light just no Mick Ultra that's the golf <laughs> that's, beer right that's, there that's golf beer right there. Hmm. <laughs> 98 calories. You ain't getting drunk on that unless you drink yeah. a lot. Some of us can't drink Guinness anymore. You should ask Ian <laughs> about my Irish car bombs in college. Oh. I'll bomb no car. Guinness is the lightest beer uh, in calories, uh, but that's that's before you add the, the Baileys uh, and the Jameson whiskey. After that, it's... <laughs> It's like cement mix. For the record, <laughs> for the record, no. When I do a car bomb, I do it right. You have to chug a whole pint of Guinness <laughs> with the shot dropped in it. There, there's no half a pint. There's you go whole hog. Well, I mean, you do the whole pint, but you don't do whole shots, obviously. No, we we did whole shots. <laughs> That's quitter talk. I, I can't. I can't even Shit. smell Guinness. Not with that attitude. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll go for those car bombs. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not too old to car. Yes, I am. Please don't make me do it. <laughs> so All right. So next time we may do, we may do a tasting podcast. From, uh... And someone's cell phone just went off. Whoa! Uh, none of the guests. We no, were polite don't, don't and correct. <laughs> don't draw me. attention to the to the mis- mistakes. Just getting a message. <laughs> From someone right. else in the room. I'll have you know, that was I not a cell phone. That was my laptop. Because <laughs> because Hangouts is open. Because it's what we're recording with. You heard it, Matt. We didn't hear it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we'll edit this all out. <laughs> Tony, edit this out. Yeah, um, sure, sure. It's a, it's a deep cut to a different show. Um, all right, yeah, no, let's... Uh, I suppose we should probably start wrapping this up. Uh, we, I'd love to do more of these. Wrap you up. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, now, we didn't have a single mmm in this episode. What the hell? No, no, no. I threw one in. I threw one in. But it's, it's a where's Waldo of mmms. Can you, can you find it? If you can, I'll, I don't know, I'll do something. Maybe wherever I you did want. it during Okay, the no, not, let's, let's take that back. I won't do whatever you want, but I'll at least... Shot a six-pack of Natty Ice. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, sure, fine. Of, uh, oh, I'll, no, I won't do that. I'll chug a six-pack of Natty Ice. <laughs> so here's what, here's what we need to do. 
We need to have a battle shots tournament. Oh man, that would be okay. Anyone who's not aware, there are two things I'd love to recommend. Uh, one, uh, this is just for a night when you can binge drink. Go find, uh, uh, I believe it's on the App Store. Find Ali Spagnola's uh, Power Hour. She does oh, a, yeah. a wonderful, wonderful hour long, uh, hour long album of sorts. But it's like one minute long songs. You do a shot at the end of each song. She's also been in, I don't know if she's endorsing or is tied into the game Battle Shots. <laughs> we played a, we played a few rounds of Battle Shots this week, guys, didn't we? Oh, Some of us played yeah. too many rounds of Battle Shots this week. Uh, um, and it's battleships with uh, with shots of beer because if you do shots of of uh, Jaeger, Captain, whatever the whatever the heck you're thinking of doing shots of, you'll die. Um, Just saying, there's five shots to a carrier. <laughs> Just think about that. Those go by quick too. What'd you find? What'd you find him? You got and up, then... down. Oh no. Let's go side to side, and then you're dead. I yeah, played two games with Casey, that's... but then I played Bob too, and after that, I had to go slink off into a dark corner somewhere. <laughs> well, you got to stop putting him in the corners, Ian. Yeah, it's your own fault. You you that's, show your, your that's moves. That's my early secret. On. I want to lose. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I saw uh, when I saw Ali Spagnola doing the the intro to explaining battle shots to to. Uh, to you on the on the website because you can find I don't know is it, is it battleshots.com or I, I just googled battle shots and there's an actual like battle shots board that you can purchase <laughs> we did our our rigged up version of it online but look don't don't get me wrong okay I'm not I, I don't want to show for another person that's not on this show but go find Ali Spagnola if you enjoy drinking you'll love this woman uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah no uh, battle shots it's a thing go play it. Uh, responsibly, like no more than two games, or don't. Or don't. We know. Just don't have to drive anywhere that yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Just call an Uber or Lyft or whatever, or and have see if they want to play Battle Shots. <laughs> really, it's fun for everybody. Full full game. If you lose, is only like what two beers. Uh, well, if, if if you win, it's like. Yeah, about two beers. <laughs> a little bit more. So as long as you're not playing with Pilgrim's Dole, you're good. Yeah, really. Oh, Ian may have been play playing with, with full beers for every shot. <laughs> I didn't have that much storm, but I think what is it? So I drank it's, like uh, seven beers over a twenty-minute period. <laughs> it's it's what five uh, five for the carrier, two for the patrol boat, three for the sub, three for the battleship, and the two whole thing four. is about. There's one else. with four in there somewhere. Oh yeah, there's uh, yeah. The whole thing, if you lose, is about three and a half cans of uh, Braxton Storm. So if you <laughs> kind of filter that in, you need to do the math in your head. But we're getting off track, so let's go ahead and wrap this up. Um, if you want to see more of these tastings, let us know what you'd like to see, how your your tastings would go if you were able to put one on. And if you do this tasting at home, let us know what your tasting notes are. Um, each each person has their own um, different ways of tasting beers, so let us know what you tasted. Uh, send our feedback to where, Brittany? So you can check us out. Um, go on the website to the feedback page, or you can also email feedback at haveadrinkshow.com. Um, and also do that if you would like to suggest any beers for the tasting. Um, if you do I'll... like enjoy the tasting episode. Uh, it's a great way to give feedback of any kind, really, about the show or other beers. 
I'm telling you, I'll do an entire episode of just listener drinking suggestions. We're, we're waiting for it. We're planning it out. Yep. Uh, also, uh, I'd like to do a quick little thanks to uh, uh, Alan Davidson at Davidson Robinson. for the uh, Robinson. Where did I get Davidson from? <laughs> I, I do this every week. How do I? Never mind. There's no. Um, there's no notes this time, Bob. That's what messed you up. Yeah, there's no notes. Yeah. It's all from memory. This is yeah. Uh, I'd like to thank Alan Robinson for the music uh, that we did the intro with. It's wonderful. Uh, and uh, also uh, Lynn Peralta for the album art, as always. Uh, if you, I believe we have links to their stuff or whatever yeah. for yeah. the show. Uh, on the on the website page, haveadrinkshow.com. And we're going to get some pictures up of this so you can see <laughs> yeah. exactly what went down. <laughs> Really? How many pictures are there going to be of me just shaking my tongue in anger? <laughs> I know. I wish I could have gotten pictures of the actual reactions. We'll have to worry about that. Yeah, <laughs> if we could have done video, it would have been great. Yeah. Um, but we'll get maybe, we'll get links up some... to all the beers and uh, a picture of all the labels as well. Yeah. No. I, I think we mentioned earlier we might do like just a, a list of the drinks on the show, so you mm. can you can drink along with us and have us not know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, yeah. Just uh, we want to thank our guests again, uh, Ian, Aaron, and uh, mm. Matt, and Casey, obviously. <laughs> and proxy other Chris Walker. Yeah, yeah. He he was like he tr- getting the stuff that we're like, do you want to try this? Because I'm not. <laughs> Everything we didn't like, he was the uh, dump cup for. We're like, oh, I don't like this. Do you want to drink it? Oh. You guys actually had a dump cup because I literally just drank anything I didn't like. And yeah, it was he Chris. Was, he was Chris, washing the other out Chris of his Walker. mouth with apple cider bourbon, which was delicious. <laughs> mm. All right. Well, um... Um, yeah. So check us out in another couple of weeks, or I guess from now, another week uh, for the next episode. Um, yeah, we're, we're. I don't know when this is going to pop up in the feed, but it'll it'll show up at some point. Yeah, hopefully before the weekend is over. Otherwise, early early uh, next week. Um, special so, episode, guys. It's, yeah, it's special one-off, and we'll try to incorporate these into either into the regular episodes or um, maybe just do some more one-offs like this, um, whichever works out. And um, the next one's on Boston Beer. Yeah. Yeah, Boston yeah, Beer Company so. is going to be our next full episode, and we just, will have just... another special episode coming out probably next month. Yeah, next month the... I think is our our plan for. For outside of beer, isn't it? Oh no, uh, that too. But we're gonna have another episode where all of us will be in the same room for oh. a change with the Cincinnati Winter Beer Fest. Oh, that's right. That's right. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay. So, friend Casey heads, will be judging. Heads up. If uh, just a just a little quick plug there, um, the Cincinnati Beer Fest uh, is coming up. Let me check and see real quick. We will all be there on the Saturday of that weekend. It's the 12th through the 13th of Feb- February. Yeah. So we will be there the Saturday evening of that weekend. I'm judging a homebrew competition that morning, um, and then we'll be there that that Saturday evening. So uh, <laughs> in case you'll be judging, I'll be getting riggedy wrecked. We'll be there, as notes say, until the police clear the floor. <laughs> Yep. So if you want to come so, out and talk with us and just have some drinks, you can wander the floor with us as we all go around in a big herd from booth to booth. <laughs> I, yep. I repeat, riggedy wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> um, this has so, been a public service announcement. Any and all involvement with Have a Drink.
will not be held responsible for any damages done to your person by one Justin. I'll hold, <laughs> I'll hold each and every one of you personally responsible. <laughs> so there's a lot of beers going to be uh, be served there. Jackie O's locally, um, some Goose Island, even Lolita from Goose Island should be um, there. A Lolita sour, um, Burgeon. I don't think anyone should be drinking Lolita. It seems underaged. <laughs> uh, you got to age that one. Get out. You're done. The lipstick right. is your podcast. But get out. <laughs> New Belgium's Lips of Faith is going to be there. New Holland's Monkey King, which we had a New Holland beer tonight. So there's a lot of uh, big beers we, that are going to be tapping there. Did we have a beer, or did we have? Some sort of barrel-aged barley wine that I did not approve of. I do have to say I scored a bottle of the Lips of Faith for this year that has gone into the cellar, and we can crack that baby open maybe in a couple of years. Yes. All right. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Does anybody have anything else? Anybody. Uh, anything else? Anybody? <laughs> we've got we've, – I know the hosts, regular hosts have their, their special uh, links to, to – Untapped and uh, Twitter. Anyone else want to plug their stuff? Yeah, anyone else? Untapped, you want to plug? I'm not on, on Untapped, unfortunately. Ian <laughs> is on Untapped. You can find him from <laughs> our friends list. Please friend him and bother the crap out of him. God, I want you to bother him so much. He'll hate it, and it's wonderful. Every, everybody needs to just bother Ian. Call him horrible things. Stop it. it. Cheers, cheers all of his beers, yeah, Toast of every single one of his check-ins that he's ever done. <laughs> Flood, uh, flood his inbox. There's not that many. Uh, in my defense, I'm usually too drunk to remember to check in by the time it matters. So. It is a problem. Uh, Matt, I don't remember. Do you have an untapped thing? I feel like I've had three of them at this point, but I never <laughs> use it. Yeah. Uh, you probably can find him through our friends list as well. If you see a Matt, it's usually him. Yeah. yeah. I had an untapped, but after this episode, he's decided to go and delete it. Uh, <laughs> so don't look for him. He's a ghost. I'm very un- I'm very uh, I'm very uninteresting to follow on Untapped. It's like, oh look, he's drank another Dos Equis. Great, puzzle <laughs> <laughs> tough. All right, guys. Uh, at Casey Price on Twitter and uh, at uh, Brew How To on uh, also on, on Twitter. Twitter as well, and then Casey Price on Untapped for me. Hey. All right. All right. Well, uh, once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm so-and-so. <laughs> no, uh, I'm Justin Frazier. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks. Hey everybody, have a good one. Bye. 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 Bye.